Welcome to Kevin Connor's podcast. In this teaching series, Kevin speaks about various themes from the book of Proverbs, providing us with practical wisdom for a life well lived. Visit kevinconnor.org for more details. Okay, so we want to welcome everybody on this uh, cold night. <laughs> if we gave into the flesh, we would have stayed home. All right, now, uh, I think... Uh, yeah, I think you've got introductory notes there. And as we introduce uh, a very difficult book, the book of Proverbs, uh, you know, it's a different, uh, different style of, of genre, as I say. Okay, I'd like you to take down uh, just a few uh, introductory thoughts here. Uh, Solomon, as far as we know, wrote, wrote three books. The book of Ecclesiastes... And the book of Proverbs, which we're going to be looking at a bit, and then the uh, Song of Solomon, uh, which is in some Bibles is called Canticles. And uh, some of the Hebrew scholars, as you see, the Hebrew rabbis, uh, they 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 uh, sort of took these three books that uh, King Solomon wrote, and uh, they saw in them a, a picture of the Tabernacle of Moses or the Temple of Solomon. So if you want to sort of, I, I'm not very good on the, on the whiteboard here, but if you want to draw a picture uh, or an illustration of the Tabernacle of Moses, that'd be fine. So what, this is what we find, and I'll put it on the notes there at the beginning. Ecclesiastes with the book of the outer court. And uh, the key phrase in uh, Ecclesiastes is under the sun, under the sun, under the sun. I think used about 15 times or something like that. And the outer court, uh, if you draw the diagram, the outer court was exposed to the sunlight the day, day by day. So under the sun. So Ecclesiastes with the book of the outer court. Uh, when, when we come to the book of Proverbs, uh, the Jewish rabbis liken that to the holy place uh, where the priests uh, and you and I call to be kings and priests unto the Lord, where the, the priests walked in the light of the golden uh, lampstand, the golden branch lamp, lampstand there, and it was supplied by the uh, oil morning and night. So that was Proverbs. But then this was interesting, that uh, when it came to the Song of Solomon, they referred to that and put that book in the most holy place, uh, in the holiest of all, where the very Shekinah glory uh, of God, the, the Shekinah glory light shone. And uh, it spoke of the most intimate relationship of the heart with the Lord God. So I think that's a good, uh, a good illustration there. So the rabbis, uh, they had the Ecclesiastes in the other court, the key phrase being under the sun, and then the book of Proverbs, Proverbs we're looking at uh, was in the holy place where the priest walked in the light of the golden lampstand, and then the Song of Solomon was the holiest of all, uh, the very presence and immediate presence of God, and uh, it spoke of uh, relationship there. Um, I thought I had a couple of scriptures there, yeah. Um, uh, we'll be doing that. So uh, in Ecclesiastes, in the outer court, 
that was under the sun, out where the sun was, uh, the, the daily sunlight was. And then uh, key words for the holy places we'll see later on uh, in the book of Proverbs was wisdom, uh, understanding, and knowledge. We'll come to, uh, to that later on. And then uh, uh, in the most holy place, the Song of Solomon, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13. Okay, I want you to turn now to uh, uh, the book of Proverbs, and uh, we're going to read the first seven verses, uh, from uh, verses 1 through to 7. And uh, as we're going to see, uh, we see that uh, uh, verse 7 is actually uh, one of the key verses there. All right, so I'm reading from uh, New King James, and it says, The Proverbs of Solomon, uh, the son of David, the king of Israel. So this was in a good time, as we're going to see later on. Uh, in, in the two books on, uh, uh, two of the books of uh, Solomon, uh, particularly Ecclesiastes, that deals with earthly wisdom and wisdom under the sun. But then the book of Proverbs itself deals with heavenly wisdom. So uh, you'll see the contrast uh, in due time. So the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of, uh, son of David, king of Israel. Now notice in verse 2, to know wisdom and instruction. Uh, I've got a sheet on that. We'll refer to it in due time. Uh, no, uh, the next part, to perceive the words of understanding uh, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give uh, prudence to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, uh, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an an enigma, that's right, another word we use every day. The words of the wise and their riddles, the fear of the Lord, this is a key verse as we'll see, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, later on it says fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of wisdom, fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but uh, fools despise instruction and uh, uh, wisdom and instruction. Okay, let's just go to your notes now. So what we've done in our first session here is just a general survey of the book and uh, a couple of, couple of pages we refer to. Okay, so Proverbs, our scripture reading, Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 through to 6, and then verse 7. All right, titles of the book, this is very simple. Uh, titles of the book. Uh, book of Proverbs, uh, which uh, in the, it simply means a comparison. And often you'll find uh, in the book of Proverbs what we call uh, the comparative mention principle in key of knowledge. So, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. As it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be. So, whenever you see an as and a so, you'll always get comparative mention principle. So that's what you often see uh, woven through Proverbs. Comparative mention, uh, uh, we'll deal more fully with that later on. Uh, you have comparative mention principles and everything like that. Uh, number two, the book of instruction. And uh, number three, the book of wisdom. We'll come back to that uh, more fully later on. Uh, letter B, the writer 
we know that the author of all scripture is God. There's only one author, but many writers, about 40 different writers. So uh, under letter B, we have the writer uh, written and collected by Solomon, with the possible exception of the last two chapters. Uh, uh, where do I make a note of it? Uh, First uh, Kings chapter four verse thirty-two, Solomon, we're told, wrote three thousand proverbs. How many are glad they're not all here? Uh, there's only about three or four hundred uh, in the in the book there. But uh, he wrote uh, three thousand proverbs, and in the same scripture, First Kings chapter four and verse thirty-two, we're told that he wrote a thousand and five songs. So they picked out the Song of Songs, the Song of Solomon, the, uh, which was the Song of Songs. So uh, whoever collated the scriptures must have felt that that was the Song of Songs. Uh, and so 3,000 proverbs and 1,005 songs. That's more than I've ever composed. And then uh, when you go down a little bit, the, the date approximately, uh, written mostly by Solomon about uh, B.C. 950, but not compiled until the time of uh, King Hezekiah, uh, about 715 B.C. And we see that in Proverbs chapter uh, 25, verse 1. Uh, then letter D, very simple here, it's uh, just a survey of the book. The key words in the book, uh, and in our second session, we'll deal with this. Uh, number, number one is the word wise or wisely or wiser or wisdom. So the key word uh, of the book is the book of wisdom. That's why we've called that the book of wisdom. And then in contrast to that, uh, we have foolish or fools, or foolish, or foolish, uh, folly, 97 times, then the heart, or the heart, and uh, woven throughout the, you know, the book of Proverbs, God says, give me your heart, uh, and not your head. <laughs> How many know our head will get adjusted uh, later on, but if, we, if he gets our heart, that, that's the first thing. So give me your heart, 85 times, and then understand, or understanding, understandeth, in our old English, 66 times. Uh, word knowledge, 42 times. Word instruction, or instructed, uh, 27 times. Judgment, 18 times. And uh, counsel, counselors, 16 times. Now, I'd like you to turn over to uh, Proverbs uh, chapter 24. Proverbs chapter 24. Everybody doing okay with my voice like this, you know? Haven't been able to shout at my wife or shout glory to the Lord even. Um, what did I say? Uh, Proverbs, yeah, chapter 24. Proverbs chap chapter 24. And uh, this is just a sample. And if you mark your Bible... I, I, I recommend that you mark uh, three particular words here. So we've got three major key words, uh, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. I've got the triangle there, so I want you to do something in a moment. So in, uh, in uh, verse 3, and I'm reading from Old King James, through wisdom is an house builded, and by understanding it is established, and by knowledge shall the chamber be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. 
So the words I've circled, these are the three major words there. Uh, wisdom, I've circled that word, and understanding, and then the third word is knowledge. So wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Now, I think it was a uh, student gave me this uh, years ago, and I'd like you to uh, do this uh, favorite one of mine. Um, let's see how I go here. Uh, let, let's put down, number one, wisdom, and then number two, uh, knowledge, number two, knowledge, and then number three, understanding. And then I'd uh, like you to put the three words down there, and let me say uh, a definition of these. So, uh, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Okay, uh, let me just check my note on this. Knowledge is the possession of facts. Knowledge. And you see, knowledge on its own can be dangerous. We all know that. Too much knowledge, too much up in the head story. Knowledge on its own can be dangerous. How many know that we need a lot of wisdom? <laughs> okay, so knowledge on its own. Okay, so uh, knowledge, possession of the facts. Understanding is interpretation of the facts. F-A-C-T, S that is, interpretation of the facts. And wisdom is application of the facts. Now, you think of those who made the atomic bomb. They had a lot of knowledge. We'd all say... That, and they understood how the thing worked. But uh, do you think it was wisdom when thousands of people were killed in Japan and other nations in the terrible Second World War? And so I'm saying, you know, he says here, through wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding it is established, and by knowledge shall all the, the, the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a good triangle uh, to have and keep in mind. And uh, I don't think there's a day uh, just in our life, even though we're tired and retired, when Reen and I ask the Lord just to give us wisdom. You know, we're counseling with people that come and see us, ministers from other churches and so forth. I say, Lord, just give me wisdom. They'll, they'll feed me the knowledge and uh, I hope I understand what they're saying. But I just need wisdom, a word of wisdom. How many would say amen? So uh, later on it says, you know, uh, get, get knowledge and get understanding. But with all you're getting, get wisdom. So wisdom is the most important thing. So it's uh, really important. So just to keep that triangle in mind, uh, uh, just the triangle of those words. So, all right, so uh, three major key words, knowledge, understanding, wisdom, or the triangle. And then the letter E, the, the key phrase in the book, it's used about 16 times, the fear of the Lord. And by fear, I, I want to qualify something here. Uh, a lot of preachers say this today. Oh, we don't need to fear God. Uh, it simply means reverence. No, the word in the, both the Hebrew and the Greek, it really means fear. Uh, I mean, as you go, go to the book of Acts, you find uh, Sapphira and, uh, 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 and Ananias, uh, Ananias, 
They had lied before the Lord, they greed, and they brought the money to the people and they made out as if they were giving, uh, giving the lot to the Lord. And Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, he just turned to uh, uh, Sapphira and Ananias and said, why have you agreed together to tempt the Lord? You have not lied uh, to me, but you've lied to God. You've lied to the Holy Spirit. And they just dropped dead. And you know what it says? Great fear fell on the church. Now, see, see, today we'd say, oh, well, we reverence God. No. And then later on it says, great fear fell on the church, and, but the Lord added to the church. And, you know, we, we, don't, we, we lack the fear of God today. There's no fear of God, say, because I think the preachers are blamed on this and say, oh, it simply means reverence. No, the Bible says in Hebrews, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So I reverence God, but also have a healthy fear. I, you know what saved me? It was fear of hell. Now, we don't preach on hell today because that's not a nice word. But it was fear of hell that saved me. And that was, uh, oh, a long time ago, <laughs> over 60 years ago. But the fear of going to hell, being, fear of being separated from God, it's a good, healthy fear. How many think we could deal with a little bit of fear of God in the church? Yeah. And, you know, the average Australian says, oh, you don't need to be uh, frightened of God. God's love and everything like that. Uh, We'll be dealing with that that in another session. Okay, fear of the Lord. Thank you, uh, Kevin, for that. Uh, Then F, uh, the key verses. I've already given you that one. Uh, But let's turn over to chapter 9. Chapter 9 and verse uh, 10. Chapter 9 and verse 10. I think it is. Uh, Yes. Yeah, here it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So the fear of the Lord. So in the first one, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And... uh, you know, average Australian says, I don't need to be frightened of God. She'll be right, mate. Uh, no, it won't be right. I mean, a moment standing before the presence of the Lord, uh, th- that'll, you know, put the fear of God on <laughs> in them if they don't have it. Okay, letter G, the purpose, uh, the purpose. The purpose of the book is plainly stated uh, in the verses we've read, chapter 1 and verse 2 through to 6. Uh, why don't you go over to, uh, yeah, go, go to page three on your notes, page three on your notes, and I didn't want to insult your intelligence, but I, I, I just put this here, the purpose of the book, the ninefold characteristics of wisdom. So we have nine particular words that are mentioned in the verses I read here. So number one is wisdom, it's the key word. And it means, it means to be wise in mind and word and act. Uh, yeah, uh, this is something I, I personally pray every day. I say, Lord, uh, and it's a habit. And uh, some people say to me, well, Kevin, you're so legalistic. You, you do this in a habit, it's legalistic. And say, hey, 
There's certain habits that we should, all should have every day. How many clean their teeth every day? Some of you don't. And then when you pray for me, no wonder I fall over. It's not the power of God, it's your bad breath. Uh, just, just joking. Okay, so I clean my teeth every day, what's left of them, you know. God's going to get rid of false prophets and false apostles and false teeth. Hallelujah. Everybody said hallelujah. Uh, yeah, so get rid of those things. So I wash every day. How many wash every day? A few more hands, okay. We're getting cleaner as we go through. So there's certain habits that I do every day, certain disciplines I call them, and there's certain disciplines I do every day. So in my prayer time in the morning, I I, I always pray. And it's a habit with me. I pray, Lord, help me to please you in everything I think and say and do. So that's thinking, my thought life, my verbal, verbally, my uh, words I speak, and then uh, all I think, say, and do. Then my deeds, doing. So I ask the Lord, may I please the Lord in everything I think, say, and do. And that's what wisdom is, say, to be wise in mind, mentally, and word, verbally, and act, doing. Uh, Wisdom is an all-inclusive word of all the following is pertaining to God. Wisdom covers both intellectual, knowing, and practical applying. All right, number two, understanding, key word, uh, to separate mentally or, or distinguish intelligent insight, discernment, and uh, that, that's one of the themes in the book of Proverbs, justice, uh, to make right in a moral sense, to be just, uh, righteous, showing shown in punishing the wicked and freeing or vindicate, uh, uh, vindicating and rewarding the righteous. Greatest, and, and I, I don't know where I got this statement from, greatest enemy of, uh, I was going to put another word there, greatest enemy of biblical justice is Australian fairness. And I was watching the news tonight, you know, the voting coming up and they say, oh, we've got to be a fair country and we're uh, the good fair country and we're good Australians, we're all fair. Hey, what about justice? Uh, I think I've got it there, got, uh, Gothard, uh, Bill Gothard. The greatest enemy of biblical justice is Australian fairness. So it's used with judgment. So I'll put some sample scriptures there. Then judgment, a key word. Uh, a verdict, favorable or unfavorable, uh, pronounced uh, judicially, especially a sentence or formal decree, sentence of a judge, judge uh, judgment and justice often linked together. Then uh, number five, uh, these are all words that are used in the first few verses. That's the purpose of the book. Equity, uh, evenness to be straight, that which is just what is right, what ought to be done, uh, that which is just and meet. Uh, subtlety, uh, trickery in a good sense, or in a good sense, discretion, guile, prudence, craftiness, shrewdness, and, uh, you know, Jesus said the, the, uh, the, the people of this world and this age are more shrewd, uh, than the, pe- the righteous people. We should, uh, should have a shrewdness, uh, in a good sense, uh, in the things of the Lord. Uh, number seven, knowledge. A key word, 
uh, to know, to ascertain by seeing, including observation, recognition, great variety of of uses. eh? So knowledge, you know, I say, give me knowledge, but with it all, give me wisdom. Uh, Then number eight, discretion. To plan, usually evil, sometimes good. The power of forming plans, uh, think before acting. Is it discreet? And then number nine, uh, counsel, key word, uh, advice, and uh, counselors to advise, to deliberate or resolve, wise counsels, so forth. So uh, all these definitions I got out, strong concordance, uh, save you looking up, though uh, you, you want to check me. Okay, letter B, what's our response? Hearing by hearing, to hear intelligently or give attention or obedience, um, how many know your kids don't always hear you? They, they become deaf somehow. That's why Mark is perfect almost, because I belted the life out of him. <laughs> I said, are you hearing, Dad? <laughs> now he's doing it to his kids. Oh, he, he did when they were younger. Okay, instruction. Uh, chastisement, reproof or warning, instruction also, restraint, use of cor- uh, correction uh, of children by parents, Proverbs uh, 21, verse uh, 22, verse 15, use of admonition, discipline, especially that of parents and a child, uh, use of instruction and doctrine, uh, that's character st- uh, training, and then learning. So hearing, instruction, learning, to take, or something you receive mentally, instruction whether on the part of the teacher or hearer, uh, arts by which uh, one's mind is captivated, thus uh, given by God and taken to receive by man also means to accept. So that's a, a good, just a good word study on, uh, on key, a key verse and the purpose of the book. All right, let's go to uh, letter H here. Very simple on this. Uh, the message... Godliness is intensely, intensely practical, and the end results of wisdom are vastly superior to the evil end of folly. And then let's go to outline a little bit on page, page four. As I said, the, you know, there's, uh, there's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs, but uh, this is just an outline, and uh, if you can find something better, that's okay. So... Uh, Everybody got that sheet there? So page, uh, page four it is. Okay, so breaking the whole book up, and we'll only be able to touch on certain parts here. Uh, verses, uh, chapter one, verses one through to seven, introduction. We've read that together. And then uh, chapter one, verse eight, through to chapter nine, verse 18. We have words of wisdom. We're not sure who they're by. I think there's uh, about 375 words of wisdom there. And then uh, when you get to chapter 10, right through to chapter 22, verse 16, uh, they're they're, uh, specifically uh, referred to as the Proverbs of Solomon. As I said before, he wrote uh, 3,000 Proverbs. And then... uh, when you get to chapter 22, section 4, verse 17 to 24, 34, uh, you simply have the word, these are the words of the wise. And then uh, uh, column number 5, uh, you have Proverbs that are collected by Hezekiah. 
chapters 25 through to 29, and then column number six, uh, Words of Agar. Uh, we will be doing some of that, uh, chapter 30, and then uh, Words of Lemuel. Uh, some say it's another name for Solomon, it's hard to say, uh, very wise words. Chapter 31, verses 1 to 9, uh, words of Lemuel, and then the book closes with chapter 31, uh, verses 10 to 31, uh, on the virtuous woman. And uh, just a real picture of the church, of the bride of Christ, and uh, of my wife. Did you say something, darling? <laughs> okay, so uh, that's the outline of the book. Then let's go over to uh, uh, number uh, letter J, summary, on page, uh, page two, that'll be. So page two. How many appreciate the pages I give you tonight? I mean, it took me hours. <laughs> Okay, so it has been said what the Psalms that what the Psalms are to the devotional life, the Proverbs are to uh, are such to the practical life. That's very good saying, and uh, I never realised uh, my son's not perfect. How many know that he had an imperfect dad? But how many believe that he has a lot of wisdom, wisdom beyond his years? And I didn't realize until one day he slipped it out. He used to read the book, book of Proverbs every year. I didn't know that. Hmm, so, no wonder you're a smart brat. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that with you. Okay. All right, so that's good. So what the Psalms are to the devotional life, the Proverbs are such a practical life. The book does not hold forth prophecy and little doctrine, but instead is an instructional book applying divine wisdom to daily life. Uh, it uh, warns against such things as bad company, impurity or immorality. We'll, we'll be doing a little bit on that. Intemperance. Uh, number four, quarreling, lying. Number five, uh, trickery in business, taking of bribes. Uh, number eight, drunkenness. It condemns uh, idleness. Don't be lazy, slothfulness. Uh, I saw on the television one night, I won't say he, my wife and I, uh, this man had been in Australia for 19 years, never worked one day in his life, but it cost us over a million dollars. I won't say the rest. I know it wasn't any of you. Okay. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, slothfulness, laziness, so pride, greed. It commends uh, liberality to those in need. It teaches the fear of the Lord, obedience of children to parents, duty of parents to train their children, and the role of women in the house, and instruction for the young going into the world. And then uh, our last thing here, and then we're going to take a break now because I need a little bit more time on the second session. Uh, Kay. Christ seen in Proverbs. Christ is seen as the wisdom of God. And in 1 Corinthians says, In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. 
and note especially the sections in Proverbs where wisdom is personified. Uh, so chapters 1, verse 20 to 33, and chapter 8, verses 1 through to 36. Okay, so that just gives you an overview of the book, and I uh, hope that's helped. Uh, sometimes it just needs to have a good survey of the book. Be sure to visit kevinconnor.org for more information about Kevin, his books, and his ministry.